Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Hearty Dice Friends. I am the heartiest dice friend, Grant Howitt. And I'm the second heartiest dice friend, Chris Taylor. You're the friendliest dice friend. No, not quite as hearty as you. But more friendly, and yes, together we make a pair of hearty dice friends. <laughs> a single hearty dice friend. <laughs> and we're here to answer your RPG questions. Whether you want us to or not. Now, we have had a, as ever, a deluge, a rushing torrent. It's like someone's taken a waterfall and replaced the waterfall with questions. And hooked it up to Hearty Dice Friends Towers. But we've had a little, we had a little idea, Chris and I. And by Chris and I, I mean me. Wow. After, well, I don't, I, I don't like to consult Chris before I, before I make decisions on the podcast, because I feel it would take too long and he might say no. <laughs> Fair. So, so I, I really enjoyed our Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 slash Pendragon hack last time. And so I asked Twitter, what game would you like to see converted to tabletop, and how can we help you do that? And we had a, we had a response, a response of sorts. <laughs> a range of responses. So what I'd like to do is go through those questions, uh, go through those, uh, those responses, and see, see if we can help you, uh, you see if we can help you, because uh, we're incredible game designers. We could just knock this out in an afternoon. Yeah, but we want to help you help us help you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Sure. Why not? So let's let's see what we ha- what sort of grist we have for the podcast mill <laughs> as we <laughs> as we grind up your ideas and make them our own. Yeah, pretty much. So I asked, what video game do you want to see run as a tabletop RPG? Daryl Mott says that's abstruse on Twitter. Fallout, Witcher, Borderlands, Skyrim Elder Scrolls, God of War, Uncharted slash Tomb Raider, Halo, Mass Effect, Final Fantasy. And like, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to knock out a Final Fantasy RPG. A lot of those are already basically tabletop RPGs that happen to be run by a computer. Like Witcher. Job's, job's done. But there's one there's one in that, in that pile of AAA which is really calling to me. And that's God of War. God of War always calls to you. Mm-hmm. I feel God of War would make an excellent tabletop RPG, because the others are all... Um, actually, Halo is also... But aside from that, the others are basically already tabletop RPGs. Yeah. Um, Uncharted and Tomb Raider has the dungeon exploration and the puzzles. Uh, Fallout and Elder Scrolls have the um, open-world feel. And uh, Witcher is basically a fantasy RPG, but we're BAPs in. Yeah, which well, actually, if, if you're doing it, fancy RPGs, right? Should probably have that in anyway. Does it have willies in The Witcher? Do you get to see his his um? Uh, you I, know, his, his there's many famous business. pictures of him in the bath. Mm, but I haven't seen his willie in any of them. No, I never bothered to complete it. Yeah, I think like uh, maybe just like just like after the credits, he stands up and there's just a full two minute shot of his of his todger. Yep, just just right while, there while he has a conversation with someone off screen. <laughs> He's helicoptering it. <laughs> Gotta add some interest, you know. I think it's, it's, I, I quite like the idea that it's just there, like like they've forgotten they've turned the camera on. Anyway, God of War. God of War. I want to try and channel some of the some of the the rage of God of War, some of the you know the elemental ancestral fury, and um, and make that into a tabletop game. And so the first thing I'm thinking is it's a dice based game. 
but you're not allowed to touch the dice when you roll them. You've got to just what yell at them. Well, you just well, th- I mean, that's that's the advanced variant because you know you can't you know you got you got to be a pretty loud yeller. But what about smashing the table? What about picking the table up and shaking the table around? That's allowed. Uh, to be fair, yelling at them would be the condemned RPG, where you yell at <laughs> pigeons until they die. <laughs> you yell at pigeons until they explode. That I want to play. I don't. Actually, well, maybe not the yelling at pigeons until they explode, but I'd probably, you know, I would, I would lap up a condemned themed game. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole sort of like, like, like terrifying brutal combat and exploration and. It's basically a dungeon crawl. Just it happened to take place in in a, in a tenement rather than a, an underground lair. Yeah, such good games until until the bobbins began. Oh my god! And you're like, what, what, what was that? Like you tap left and right trigger until a man's head explodes. Yep. Because you alone can scream. And uh, earlier that day, he was you know in a bar just parachuting painkillers. Mm. Hang on, parachuting painkillers, grinding him up and. Oh, is that a phrase? I like that. Um, that's, that's a good phrase. And and then suddenly by the end of the day, yeah, I'm in a shipping container for a bit, but now I've got to go and scream at these pigeons. I'm pretty sure that he like he ascended a magical antenna tower as well. Yeah, and there was tar. And there was tar, and like and like a ma- like, well, a big terrifying man runs at you, and you scream, and his head pops, and then credits roll. Hmm. And it was rather anyway. God of War. God of War. You can't touch the dice. You can't touch the dice. That's the one rule. The GM can touch the dice. And the GM's job, I guess, is... is uh, Actually, okay, here we are, right? It's a very simple system. You've got to roll four up to succeed on any action. Okay. However, the harder the action, the more difficult the... The, the more difficult the placement of the dice is. Okay. <laughs> so, like, for a really basic action, they're just in a cup. Right. And then you go up, like, you put them on a table. Maybe they're outside on a window ledge. Maybe fighting Zeus, they're in a fish tank. Yeah, in a fish tank. Um, maybe, maybe you give them to a dog, and scare the dog. You didn't know you, you put you put them in a horse's saddlebag and do a thing. We just smack the back of a horse. Yeah, for sure. And then tie the player to the horse, and he's got to try and or she. Uh, although they have to try they, and roll yeah, the sorry, dice. Yeah. They have to try and climb up the up the rope while the horse is dragging them around, and then roll the dice. Without using their hands, so they've got to, got to, got to shout them well, they off the can't horse. Use their, they can't use their hands on the dice. Yeah, yeah, but like, so they can use their hands on the horse. Yeah, but they've got to shout them choke off the it horse to death. Yeah, if, I mean, like, if, if you can then invert the horse. Yeah, you've got to choke it to death so that it rolls sideways, hoping that the saddlebag opens mm. and the dice just rolls out. Yeah, I like that. And then you get a two. <laughs> <laughs> I figure, I figure, like you're rolling about five or six dice per action. No, just one. Just one dice. That seems. That seems okay. How about how about two plus then? So you've got a you you've got a slim Come chance on. of failure. No. No. It's fives and sixes. That's all you get. Okay, fives and sixes. Sure. Fair enough. Um, Make it brutal. Oh, what? So, I, guess, I guess you just play it on harder difficulties. What if you um? What if you froze the ice? You froze the dice in ice. And then well, that's actually fairly easy because you can just pick up the ice, smash it, and the dice will roll out. Quite a cool look, though. All right, very. Classy. All right, you can't use your hands on the ice either, so you just got to crunch through that with your teeth. <laughs> just just a gently lap at it for three days, if you'd like. But the plot's advancing, my friend. <laughs> you're, you're getting the but shit kicked out of you by those gorgons or whatever. I need to roll my dice. How would we? How would we recreate the uh, those 
famous executions from God of War. Actual executions. Oh. Like on. I mean, we want we want to bring realism to the game. Like on right? people, or mm-hmm. like animals. Yeah, you got to really want to do the execution. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's actually more violent than God of War is. Yeah, I mean that is a crime. Because <laughs> like, at, at least Kratos keeps it to like you know Cyclops and Minotaurs and Gorgons and Griffins and that. Doesn't he? Doesn't he beat up Icarus mid like mid flight and steal his wings? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like f- foot on the small of the back and pull. <laughs> Such bobbins in those games. They're wonderful. Uh, they, like they've they've taken the Fisher Price understanding of Greek mythology and just yeah. What what if? What if? Right? What if guns? Yeah, how come and he, it's like how come he doesn't have guns Theseus? yet? I don't know. Is it Theseus you shot? Who who you shot in the door over and over and over? Well, I I, I believe, so, and it's like it's shot from Theseus's point of view. Yeah, and you can just keep pushing circle over and over to smash his head in the door, and then I think you blind him with your thumbs. He does that a lot. It's an, so you, you need you need a thumb blinding mechanic. Well, I guess at that point you just have um, a load of grapes in a box, and you have to pierce the grapes. <laughs> Without looking at your them, thumbs. using your thumbs. Well done. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Critical hit. <laughs> That's if you roll a six. If you roll a six, okay. you take someone's eyes out with your thumbs. Right. Mm. I'm not sure about this having actual executions. That strikes me as expensive, illegal, and unpleasant. Yeah, that, that's a big room. Mm. What if it was like a chicken, like a dead, <laughs> like like a dead chicken? So like, oh, like a like a Sainsbury's pre-prepared chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Which you've got to rend limb from limb. <laughs> rotisserie chicken. And, <laughs> and then cook for three to six hours. Actually, if you get a rotisserie chicken, right? Like that's that that's been adapted a bit to our to our um our mortal strength. Mm-hmm. But something that Kratos does quite often is rip rip part of an enemy off and, and, and hit the enemy with that part. <laughs> Just beat your GM with a chicken leg. Well like like You've got the chicken there. You have to rip the drumsticks off and then smash that chicken through a window using only the drumsticks. <laughs> like a baseball bat. You throw it up in the air and hit it with the drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think that, I don't think that's going to wash. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to it's going to penetrate glass. Maybe you just have to like hit the chicken for a bit. Yeah. Either way, you get a tasty chicken out of it. I've got it. You have to you have to carve a chicken without using a knife or carving fork. And the closer you get to the to, to, to a proper carvery style carve, the more damage you do. I mean, that's that's a fairly solid LARP you've got going there. Does uh, oh, actually, yeah. Uh, we'll 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 put a minotaur like cut out mask on the side of the chicken to make it a bit more exciting. <laughs> I'll just like give it a sword. It had a weapon. You saw it. <laughs> you all saw it. It was armed. Well, the old western thing of pick up that gun <laughs> well I don't want to pick up that gun I'm a chicken and I'm and dead also completely dead and cooked uh, right good okay oh, what, God, what, what do you want to develop into a game Chris why don't you have a look at the thread uh, well one of the games that I had to actually google mm-hmm. to look up was Metal Wolf Chaos okay because I had never heard of this before hmm and it, it is the most patriotic robot game. Yeah. Uh, where you play Woodrow Wilson's son in a mech. I think like like grandson. Yeah. Grand grandson. Defeating, defeating the mecha vice president in 
Las Vegas and then space. Is it, is it in Which, Vegas? Yeah, he he flees to Vegas. Oh, wonderful! Of course. Um, and then from Vegas to space. Um, and it just sounds like the most wonderful bobbins. There's one problem with this: is that someone's already made it into a game. Yeah. Like 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 a tabletop game. Yeah. Um. So we could just claim that we wrote that. That'd be easier. Yeah. Um. I don't think I don't think it would work though. I think somebody might notice. What's the name of the? What's the name of the? Yes, it's called Full Metal President White House Mecha Chaos. Okay, it's four dollars, which is which is a little bit less than we normally charge. And it just it does look great fun. It does look pretty good. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up now. Um, let's. let's it's a shame that someone else. It's a shame that you picked the only game that already exists as a tabletop game. Almost like no, I know. I just I, I wanted to talk about the. The product because like I genuinely want to play that. Yeah, I think it's it's um the original Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it was a Japan only game. <laughs> That's the most American thing I've ever heard of. How did it not get released in America? I know. I just want to I just want to play Shinji getting the presidency. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. George W. Bush getting the mech. But I don't want. That was pretty good. So the other game that I that I liked off of the list. Mm-hmm. Particularly for turning into an RPG was Gang Beasts. You love Gang Beasts, don't you? I'm a huge fan of that game. Why don't you explain what Gang Beasts is? It's not so popular as the other games we've talked about. So Gang Beasts is a primarily multiplayer beat 'em up. I think slap 'em up is probably the better way of putting it. Yeah, brawler. Um, where you get four physics-based pudgy dough dough people in an area, and you slap the crap out of each other. You can grab, you can jump, you can so kind of when you grab somebody, you can manipulate them. It's all about like badly slapping them into a wall and then throwing them in front of a train. Mm. And it is just the most fun party game you can possibly play. So this suggestion comes in from Kevin Turner, uh, who last yep. week had a problem with a flying person in his game. Yep, roofs uh, as we've been through. Roofs, yeah, roofs chain them down, uh, break whatever it is they used to fly, goose strike. It's all funny. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> um, he he asked for like RPing the situations that lead to the brawls. Yep. So I'm wondering how do we like what sort of situation leads with four people in a four way fight in a train station? So I'm thinking that it was just really mundane. Go on. Like they were all at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them just stands up, flips the table over, and goes, "Karen, you know I'm a vegan." <laughs> And then they're just like, shall we go to the abandoned train station to deal with this? Yes, let's. I'm already there, Karen. Yeah, yeah and then just grinding their face against the side of a train. Yeah, that's fair. I dig that. I think also I it, think some... it would be lovely to have that... Um, just, just to have, like, maybe the four of you don't know each other. But you keep bumping into each other and escalating through like like occasionally like like maybe like you jostle someone and they spill their coffee yeah or like you take the last packet of iced fingers at tesco and they wanted the iced fingers yeah and eventually okay. it just escalates and escalates isn't one of them sit on a fun fair like a like 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 a yes. like, like a big Ferris wheel. wheel yeah jewel uh, also yeah there's uh there's two of those window cleaner trolleys for skyscrapers <laughs> 
What are uh, they called? There's a meat, I don't know, a meat packing plant with, yeah. with grinding gears, mm-hmm. uh, a train station, and the top of two vans. Yeah. I mean, all natural places to have a fight. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like, they're like flash mobs. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like, it's like, um, like the gig economy fight club. Yeah. But I think they're a dupe there and they're like, they're fairly sure that they're going to dance to a Beyonce song in the middle of a, of a shopping mall. And everything just gets out of hand. And everything and everything just gets out of hand when the instigator just starts a, a massive fight and tries to push their head into a meatpacking plant. Actually, you know what? I What I want, I want, I want to operate in non-sequiturs. Okay. So I want as to have... As is always the case. As is always the case. I, want to, I don't want to explain how it happened. I want to have these four rubbery people meeting up for a completely innocuous situation and then smash cut to the fight and then because this is a tabletop game every time you roll a critical success and we'll have quite a wide margin for critical success you explain something that the person you're murdering did that that wronged you and over, over the course of the situation you build what happened to take you from let's say um this year's kite competition to mashing someone's head into the side of a moving van. Yeah. I think that would be a fun sort of, like, using the rules of Cy-Run. Um, <laughs> adapting the rules of um, of a Las Vegas as well. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be quick and easy. Um, what, what Have you got a problem with the Las Vegas? I'm interested. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in getting my book for it. you got the PDF, isn't that enough? Not when you paid for a book for it. <laughs> Look, mate, it's only two and a half years late. Yeah. It's not like it's a pizza. Know. It's not going to go cold. <laughs> no, but my interest is. <laughs> I happened. I, I, I backed... Um, the, a pizza? I backed a pizza. I backed a uh, the Time Watch, which is um, the Gumshoe Time Travelling RPG. Oh, yeah. Back that about two years ago, it came out. It wasn't especially. I think. I think it was late, but I didn't care or anything. It wasn't like, oh, I got to play this game. I backed it um, when presumably I had forty quid to spend on a hardback, and it arrived about three months ago. And I've not opened it. I don't. Really? I don't care in the slightest. And like, I'm sure it's a fine game. It's just I backed it when I liked Gumshoe, and maybe it would entertain the idea of running a time travel game. That's probably some useful stuff in there. Maybe. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you next time you come over. There you go. All right, good. Somebody's going to read it. Matt Thrower writes in and asks us to make a tabletop game about Don't Starve. We did that in the last episode. It was pizza. What? Not starving. Eating food. Oh. That joke did not land on you at all, did it? No, that was was far left of centre. Um... Don't Starve is a role play, is a is a is a survival game about um, about not dying in the woods. And I think there were pigmen at one point. Lots of pigmen, mm. spiders. There's some sort of fun machine you can build. Yeah, it's kind of Victorian. I think I clocked about 15 minutes in it. Uh, I think I'm about three myself. I watched my wife play it. So there's yeah. that. I um I feel this would make a. I think. The problem with your Minecrafts and your daisies and your rusts and your um, arcs is that it's not fun to just survive in a in a tabletop RPG unless you're unless you're very good at the um, at doing what you're doing. And I think I'd like if, unless your GM is very good at just talking about survival, it, it's always more interesting to have a slightly bigger story there. 
yeah, like su- survival is just a sequence of actions. There's no mm. meta plot to it. Mm. I, just, I guess like you can make a meta plot about the survival, um, but yeah, like that's not what in, in certain games. Like, how did we get here? Yeah, like because in Ark, you just kind of wake up on the beach and you've got something stuck in your hand, don't you? And then you're riding a dino. Yeah, yeah. or an cool. ape, or a big frog. What? Big frogs. You can ride tortoises. big frogs. Tortoises, big I care, bullfrogs. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think it'd be squishy. Or a there. goat. I don't know if goats are in the games. I just want a goat. I would like to ride a goat. What if we wrote a tabletop game where we were um, goats? That would be good. Riding other larger goats. Oh dang! So like, so okay. Here's the game. One of us plays a large riding goat. Strong, okay. muscular, powerful, big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not too bright. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Big goat. The other one plays a small rider goat. So I'm thinking, run to the litter, not physically powerful, but very smart, very clever goat we're talking here. Right. Is this George and Lenny? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll call them George and Lenny. Um, Obviously. We'll call, it of, we'll call it of mice and goats. Of goats and men? Neither of, of those goats work. Goats and goats. Of goats and goats, because they're both goats. Totes. And so this in in this tabletop role-playing game, um, these goats are trying to infiltrate a human city to get some cans. What is Bro- it, goat seed? Brie. Sorry? Brie? Brie? Yeah. All right. I assume. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I imagine a goat would look nice bearing its little bearded face and a big wheel of brie. Yeah. And so we're committing a big a big brie heist, and I want... I want you to play either the, the little spry infiltrated goat because imagine imagine playing a little a little goat trotting through some some ventilation shafts wouldn't that be fun? It would also be the loudest thing you've ever heard. Like they're not stealth. Maybe he goat. Get, maybe he gets little socks, little little foam little foam slippers. Yeah, the, the little he, like his hooflings. He has to. He has to. <laughs> he has to sheath his little hoofies. With some purloined slippers. <laughs> Scraping his horns across the top of the vent while he's doing it. He puts corks on his horns. Obviously. Meanwhile, outside, the big goat is smashing a van over. <laughs> Create a distraction. He's, he's gotten louder, so he's strapped a load of cymbals to his thighs. <laughs> he's gotten into the first floor of Debenhams and is eating lipstick. <laughs> he looks incredible. <laughs> I mean, he is going to poop red for days. <laughs> but at least he's creating a distraction. They don't even sell Brie in Debenham. <laughs> he doesn't that, know that. That's such oh he's god. a goat. Oh god, they don't even know that. That's wonderful. So the pair of you, <laughs> one of you is a goat trying to make yourself quieter. The other one is a large goat trying to make yourself bigger and louder. And you're trying to steal from a Debenhams. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I, I did, I did, I did start writing a game a little while ago called Big Guy, Little Guy, um, which operates off the understanding that one of you can fight and one of you can sneak, like um, um, Shadow of Rome. Remember yep, that? And that 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 goblin game. Yeah, the goblin and orc game of orcs of orcs and men. Yes, oh, what's it called of orcs? Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? They never they never had lipstick and their debadums were fine. No, well, we don't know that. Yeah, I'm not played the game. I don't think they do. It would be it would be it would be a departure from the themes that they outlaid in the trailer. <laughs> it was a tonal shift, certainly. The Katy Perry section I felt lacked punch. 
<laughs> I don't know. Kind of works for them. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's let's not do don't starve. Let's. They're, they're, they're trying to trying to get into the admin area, and like the little goat has managed to find a suit, and he's trying to walk Aww. up on his hind legs. Oh, he gets in, and the manager is incredibly religious, right? And a goat wearing a suit has just kicked through his door. Oh, that's fantastic. Meanwhile, the entire building is on fire. Is on fire thanks to the actions of Big Goat. Yep, and, and he has a religious experience and converts to Satanism. That's fantastic. Bringing you on side to to um to what's the word? Redirect the shipment of brie. <laughs> Rifle through the brie vault. <laughs> so, Which I assume it's just it's one of those like government facilities you see in the X Files that's a load of filing cabinets <laughs> and you pull it out and just count through the brie. Just it's not even full wheels, just a load of unlabeled loose brie chunks. <laughs> yeah, just some of them in cling film, some of them in original packaging. <laughs> some of them are a bit crusty. Yeah, you should refrigerate this. You do not go back to the nineteen seventies. <laughs> Anything past that is just gone. It is. It is uh, not. Eighties brie still fine somehow. Yes, that's that's. I mean, that's that's testament to the good brie scientists. Yeah, all the extra chemicals from the eighties. That's why we're so healthy. Yeah, all that fluoride in the water supply. Yeah. Before the government took it out. And cadmium and mercury. Thank, thank God for chemtrails. That's all I'm saying. They've saved me. Yeah. I mean, I shudder to think what it'd be like if they... I've, I've never done a world without them, and I'm fine. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not fine. Nobody's fine. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a bag of nails, like a bag of bent nails day to day. Oh. Pick out another oh. game. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sticking on the image of a of bent nails. That's it's, not fun. It's an unpleasant image, isn't it? Uh, so I'm going to go for, a, for for an extension Oh yeah. of a game. Yeah, so sure. one of the games suggested was the Diablo games. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is which is fine, but it is an RPG and even exists in second edition. It's second edition. But then, it, then yeah. the conversation was went, went to I just like games being darker, mm-hmm. and then it got to like Postman Pat but darker. That's great. I want the game of that. So first off, we've got a we've got a sex up Jess. Yep, Jess the cat. So two how, options. How, how are we going? Are we, are we going? Are we going? Um... I've got two ideas. Can I run both past you? Go for it. One, Rad Panther. B- Brad Panther. Hi, I'm Brad Panther. No, like, okay. like 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 a radioactive panther. Oh, Rad Panther. Yeah, sorry, I should have made that. Clear. Okay. Or, kind of like Tank Girl, but sorry, uh, Jet Girl. Who's Jet Girl? She's the other girl from Tank Girl. Naomi Watts. She flies oh, a okay, jet. Okay. Yep. Yep. What do you think? Hmm. Are we thinking beast, or are we thinking like like kick ass sidekick, like Tiny would, Tina maybe? I would go kick ass sidekick. Okay, so Jess is a is, is an unhinged cat girl. See, I was going to take it in just the the bizarre like Japanese cat girl way. Uh, but like in like in Dark Dreams Don't Die. Yeah, just that horrid screechy voice. That woman who's convinced she is actually a cat. Yeah, that's a strange game. That is such a strange game, and I love it so dearly. Do you? Yes. That that tall man folds himself out of the vents. You can do a good impression of the tall doctor, can't you? It's just me talking slowly. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not great podcasting. Um, no. um, and then have everything else like nightmarish. So it takes place. Oh, it's fine. Sam takes place in Wales. A postman part takes place in. Um, it's a sh- shame we didn't do fine with Sam because then I could do my impression of um, 
of the, the hor- of the horrible mother. <laughs> the horrible mother. There's a horrible mother. She talks like this. It's really, it's really awful. God, is it, is it, it's the worst. Trevor. Is it Trevor? She says. I don't know. That's that. That sounds. I think the voice I just did there sounds racist against a race that doesn't quite exist. Yeah, you're being racist to people you haven't met yet. I'm, I'm that good. We'll move away from my from my impressions. Yes, that's um, why I didn't pick Wales. Postman Pat. So he's delivering things. Yep. How how are we getting it darker? Because like I immediately went post apocalyptic, but I think let's not do that. No, I mean we we could go Cthulhu Investigative, where oh. he's delivering he's delivering things and he's delivering them over and over, and he can see the mail stacking up behind the sort of glass door. Where have all the people gone? That's fun. What if you play one of the people in the village and Postman Pat is this strange ethereal creature who arrives and delivers um, prophecies? Psychonauts, I am the milkman. Yes, or like the king in yellow. (laughs) Just glides through with this Hmm. enormous hellish cat thing behind him. No, it's a psychic. No, actually, it would be an enormous hell. I'm thinking like, like a ghost lion. Yeah. No, actually. Well, just the ghost of a normal house cat is probably disturbing enough at that that's point. That's pretty creepy. You made it bigger than normal, like 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 thirty percent bigger. Yeah, twenty five. How about be fair? How about Postman Pat is a vigilante. Yes. Um. So we're we're going for a super style theme here, and we have um. The uh, the village of wherever Postman Pat delivered mail. Gosh, I should Yorkshire. Know this. Cornwall, somewhere uh, like that. Oh, it was it was it was named. It was a named village. Oh, okay. Um, that's rife with heroin addiction, um, people smuggling, um, estates, estates. So that's, that's the thing. I'd actually I'd like to keep it so that he's actively fighting bad people rather than just people who live on estates. <laughs> actually, all I'm saying is Harry Brown, but we swap in Postman Pat. With a with a with a sexy young sidekick, yeah, called Jess, or Cat. No, Je- like Jessica Cat, we call her K A T T. Jessica Cat, and just the postman. And, Pat. And the postman uses his access and his disguises to go around and like really brutally kill these people. And so it's a game about setting up hitman style assassinations on. Um, you know, Nanny Goggins, who's been um, who's been operating as a front for a local people smuggler, getting in damaged Eastern European girls into the sex trade. Yeah, and so you you know trap her in a basement, set it on fire, and Jess cackles and runs around. Is that too dark? I, no, I don't think there is a phrase too dark. Well, that's this is a comedy podcast. Oh, then yes, that's very dark. And I think like burning sex traffickers alive is quite, quite a dark. E- even if yeah. you have a girl dressed as a cat while well, you do it, maybe there's a bouncy castle. <laughs> Goodie bags for all. What if throughout you did? We just had the, the innocent laughter of children. That would that would not help. No, you're right. That would that would be awful. I think, but I, I think like I think like we we'd probably be using like the shadow run system. I don't oh, just to make it just to make it not fun. Well, I don't like Shadowrun, but it's quite good at planning complicated heists. That's true. I say good. Yeah, that's what it does. I don't want. I don't want to play out those heists, but I think like, <laughs> I don't want to be involved in that in any way. Maybe not. I'm, I'm trying to think like what would like 
maybe it's not about the complex ice, but it's it, it's about it's about post. It's World of Darkness. It's World of Darkness. You um you use Hunter the Vigil, and you use yep. the uh, the the tweaked morality rules where you invent your own moral code. Um, yeah, as that, you, that would work nicely as, as you go down, and then you play um, Postman Pat and Jess, who are um, possibly actually using the like the slasher rules, but for the PCs. Yeah, and the PCs are going around killing people that they are pretty sure are evil. And then you can cross it over with Fireman Sam. Yeah, like when you get vampires in a hunter game. Oh, that'd be great! And then and then then the fireman arrives. Yeah, and, and then, then I get to do up. my accent. Yep. You could also have um, Ivor the Engine, although he doesn't really f- slot into the. Um, like he he's he's mainly limited to people who are standing on or near near railways. Oh no, that is, he he's just the train that takes them to hell. Like oh, like he is Sharon, where they get their powers. Yeah. Okay. What other what other children's TV shows can we bring in? But dark. I mean, Thomas the Tank Engine is I I see is some sort of beacon of purity. I think it's already terrifying. Yeah, but like he is the one good thing in the world. We make him nice because everything else was nice. Ah, uh, okay, right. Yeah, okay. So that like, already we, was we make weird, we make him nicer. Yeah. Okay. Less creepy face. Hmm. But he's trying to just just make everybody get along. What if we had the Teletubbies? But we what have if them, we had the Teletubbies. But we have them as um, like a cabal of four semi-mute assassins. Mages. I mean, they are from space. Oh, like, like, like they like, commune with the sun. Like, like, kind of, um, like gutter mages. Yeah, but pagan sun working, worshippers working out of filthy dockside warehouses. Uh, Chicken blood streaking the floor. But I like the idea that every like named children's TV character is, for the want of a better word, a good guy. Like they're on the side of the players. Yeah, and they're going around and fighting crime in horrendous ways, like the Punisher does. I assume I've never actually seen. I've, I've read a couple of comics. He shot some some gangsters. He does a lot of that. I think he kicked a woman out of a out of a skyscraper as well. Oh, charming. Um, well, but she was like, "You'd never hurt a woman," and he'd like, "Baby, I'll hurt everyone," and then kicked her out of a window, and then looked at and then looked out of it, and the comic ended, and it was like, "Isn't he serious?" I guess. I guess he's fair. Yeah, I think. I mean, she's she, she, a little surprisingly violent. She was a very bad person, from what I can. Oh, tell. okay. That that makes a lot. I it wasn't it was just, just some woman. She, he found. I thought it was just like, well, I've killed a lot of dudes today. Got to even this out. I like to finish on a round number. But like, you can have an awful lot of the other children's shows yeah. that are also just like environmental hazards, like the family Ness, mm-hmm. these ancient leviathans. With Scottish accents I'd living to, underwater. I'd love to have the family ness as a as as like a, a plot point in a game. Do you remember the song? No. You can go to something something. You can go to Timbuktu, yeah, but you'll never but find, you'll find a Nessie in, in, in the zoo. That yep, vaguely. That's uh, great. Penny pe- Penny Crayon. Penny Crayon, unhinged wizard. Yep. Voiced by that woman from Heidi High. Um, is it Sue Pollard? That's the one. Yeah, if she Heidi High, I think so. Okay, yeah. I think I think that there's there's, there's a lot of good of, of 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 good material to be taken by taking a children's TV show and making it darker, especially if you want to sell it to seventeen year olds. Yeah, like or me. What, what, yeah, or Chris. It, what you might want to do is just let's like hang out around your local hot topic or your local branch of Chris's house, <laughs> and uh, say, yeah, it's like Alice in Wonderland, right? But um. Fucked up, and he'll She's got tattoos. 
times. We dyed her hair black. Whoa, what? What's what's the I'll, largest I'll, number you I'll can pay think 40 of? I want to write I'll pay on forty check. pounds for that T-shirt <laughs> that will fall apart in a day. A day. God General God. Ironicus writes in, which I think is one of the higher-profile guests we've ever had. Guests. Guests. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Answers. Reading text. Question from askers. Him. This is what I think. This is the highest profile involvement we've had. <laughs> Association. Association. General Ironicus writes, "Metal Gear Rising." I mean, yeah. Have you played Metal Gear Rising? That's the one where you slice you slice things up. Yeah, uh, you, 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 oh, that's, that's you play the, a cyborg. Yeah, and and was it the sequel? It was Revengeance, or did they change the name? Or um, Metal Gear something was Revengeance. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance was just the name of the game. Oh, it's the full full name of the game. Yeah, oh, I don't I don't quite understand why they called it Revengeance. Yeah, but as a tabletop game, how would you implement that? Well, it's it's alongside your Feng Shui's, mm, your Wu Shu's, um, your Wu Shu's, because you've got. Slicing a lorry into six hundred pieces with yeah. a counter. Yeah. Um. You've got running on missiles that are fired fired at you. Yeah. Like it fits in the same school as bayonetta. Yeah. And Devil May Cry. Yeah. Except less good than bayonetta, obviously. I never played bayonetta. So such a good game. Mm. Um, um. But the the actual mechanics of it mm. are probably best suited to wushu. I. I'd like to have a game where you have to like you keep rolling bigger and bigger dice the more you succeed. Do you mean physically bigger or higher numbers? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> bigger is more real. <laughs> higher numbers. But like, like you you build up momentum by doing more damage, which isn't necessarily what Metal Gear Rising does. <laughs> so, but I like the that's idea. That's a great idea. Right? I've got another idea for a game that's, that's completely separate. Oh, um, I, I think I think Wushu. I think Wushu is your best bet, actually, and just like encourage players to get as stupid as possible. Yeah, and this is a, this is actually a boring answer, but there's, there's doesn't, a, doesn't he have a dog? Sorry, doesn't he have a dog? There is a talking dog. There's a talk. Th- 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 that, that's what was special about the dog. Well, also, sorry, it's a robot with a scorpion's tail. Oh, th- that would also be a special feature. Yeah, it also has an orphan in the game. Which is who has the most incredible voice I've ever heard. Oh, really? Oh, I'm not going to recreate it now. But uh, what I want you to do is just go, uh, listener. Uh, if you buy a computer now, pause the podcast and Google Metal Gear Solid, sorry, Metal Gear Rising Orphan, and listen to the like. It's offensive to I think every nation on earth. What they did <laughs> with that boy? It's so bad. No one, one sounds the, like that. One of the villains has got the greatest sword in history. His his scabbard is rocket propelled. Yes. So he he actually fires the sword into his hand. Like Which, that is so unnecessary. I mean, just keep the sword near you, right? Yeah. I mean, he's in a scabbard on his hip. Mm. But he holds it with one hand, presses the button, and it fires it the three inches into his hand <laughs> via rockets. You see, I, th- I think I think the challenge we've huge got fan. here, the challenge we've got here in recreating this as a tabletop game, is you have to have the sort of the granularity of I'm going to cut you from a hundred different angles, and I'm going to do this combo, I'm going to use this weapon in this way, mirrored with the so, so coupled with the quickness of the combat and the pacing of the combat. 
Yeah, because it's it's dodge actions. Mm. It's you know there's dodge actions blocks. SS rankings like in Devil May Cry. Here's an idea. Dice pool system. Obviously. You roll a big fuck off fistful of dice at the top of the the top of the round. Yeah. Um and then what you do is you've got like five seconds each time to like to describe an attack and you make an attack and then your enemy makes a parry and they have to give an equal or higher dice to make the parry. And you go back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Basically, play war the card game. Maybe something a bit more exciting than this. But the idea is that you've got all your dice there, and if if that maybe we have an app, and if you ever don't put like that dice in by the time the the, the, the clock runs out, you take the hit. And so it's about it's about rapid dice sorting and shifting. All right. To continue that and mm-hmm. put in the mini game of where you cut a lorry into six hundred pieces. Go on. Are we going to use the chicken again? Damn. <laughs> no. Okay. So, what you've got mm-hmm. is you've got your dice pool, which is about 20 dice. Right. D10s, something like that. Okay. And four foot-long sticks. Right. Now, what you do is you roll the dice, mm-hmm. and then you have to divide the, th- the dice up by putting the sticks down on the table, like cutting them into segments. Right. That, that all equal above 30. And then each one of those is an attack or a defense. I see. So if you manage to block it into five packs of 30, mm-hmm. then that's five attacks. If you only manage to do it in two, that's mm. two attacks. Okay. It sounds a bit or math- defenses. It sounds a bit mathsy at the end. Oh, it's incredibly mathsy. Um, but, but, you're, but you're under a time limit. Yeah. And the GM's doing it too. What if it's only one? It's only one on one, so you can make it more board gamey. What if you just had to um, like run down the middle of a moderately busy road for as long as you could? Or sideways, just just play Frogger. Actually, yeah, it's just Frogger, isn't it? But I was, I was thinking like that, that could represent you running along missiles as you dodging cars. Yeah, and maybe actually no. What you, what you need to do mm-hmm. in that case is you've got to go to a multi-story car park. I like it already. Where it's where all the cars are parked. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get a, across the cars, right? And your score is how many you get you get across before an alarm goes off or you fall over. Oh, that's good. I like that. Actually, no, Chris. The alarms are combo meters. For oh, each alarm that goes players. off, you get yep. more. So you want you really want to kick those fuckers as you go over. <laughs> yeah, and then you get over enough, and you can stop, or you can keep going for more. Multiply it. And but also, if you fall, and you also, lose actually, everything. Um, never mind falling. If you touch the floor, oh, good. There we go. Oh, that's going to be great when you suddenly got a van to scale. Yeah, right. So, like, but like, you've got to, you've got to plan your best route around. Yeah. But you don't have any time because the van were driving you in for this immersive experience. You're blindfolded, then shoved at the back, and told to go. Yeah. And we have we have a knife, so you're going to do it. <laughs> so get on those cars. We will be filming you. Get on those cars, Raiden. It's time to save the universe. Sorry, America? I forget. Sure. And you've given him a sword, just like duct taped into his hands. Oh, for so sure. He can't, he, he can't put the sword down. The sword and is a vital. a bad face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a dog is there. <laughs> Tie a dog to his belt. <laughs> and then once the first car alarm goes off, you call the police. Uh, hard mode, I see. 
uh, yes, there's a man waving a sword, a sword about with yeah. an angry dog yeah. kicking cars in the multi-story. He's on, he's on top of a van. Yeah. Obviously, you alert you alert the the player early that there there will be some Confederates in police gear turning up, and they are your mm. your enemies. Some crew. Remember, anyone yeah. anyone not wearing a badge that says "not crew" is crew. Yeah. Always remember that. And that's how he committed suicide by police. It's more of a LARP, I think, than a tabletop game. But um... well, no, because once all that's over, once the trial etc. is mm-hmm. done, then you yeah. go back to the table and you calculate everything. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then you go to round two, where he fires more rockets at you, <laughs> and you have to go back to the multi-story. You could probably do something quite interesting, like by, by inverting beer pong. But like, you build a tower of cups, and they have to bounce ping pong balls into them, and the ping pong ball has Raiden's face drawn on it, and the tower is a Metal Gear. <laughs> so you hit the leg and the entire Metal Gear falls well maybe but that's that's better supported than the other ones because it's got the weight of the other cups on top of it yeah but you can throw a ping pong ball quite hard it's got to bounce oh it's got to bounce yeah otherwise it doesn't count ah, actually I've never played beer pong it sounds... no, neither have I I've just read the rules rubbish I, just, oh, okay. I, I think it's, it's a way of getting around drinking piss awful American beer ah yes it is terrible well some American beer is very nice but they're um their bad beer is as bad as ours, but weak. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking about like the the generic beer types. Your Miller Lights. Yeah, I think. Light, I mean, we've got light fo- beer. Uh, we've got session ales. They're still not that light. No. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to get into why light beer exists. We are a nation of alcoholics. Mm. With enormous alcohol-related healthcare problems. We do have a, a huge issue with that. But smoking's on a decline, so there's that. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! Pick out another game. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Uh, we've got Dishonored. Dishonored, but as a crew of whalers. Yes. Who asked that? Uh, Vonjo Glims. Oh, Ben. ben. Meredith. Vonjo Glims. Um, yeah, sure. I think, I, think, <laughs> I, th- I think John Harper's already written it. If he's not, he's about to. Yeah, it, it very much in a wheelhouse there. Um, I like the idea of like of a Monster Hunter tabletop game, like where all the battles are solo battles. Yeah, and also the one of the things I've always been very upset about in RPG games is that you don't use the monsters. Go on. Oh, you don't use so, their bits. Yeah, like you okay. kill a dragon, you take yeah. its gold, and you leave. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the treasure there is and you've now got a dragon corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like, that, sell it on the black market, taxidermy well, not dragon. Just, but like it's insides. Like you've got incredibly caustic chemicals for the fire glands. You've got you've got you've got like explosive chemicals, but one one must yeah. presume. Um you've got talons. Mm. Like those aren't the, the, those aren't, aren't nothing. Those can be made into some crazy weapons. You've got dragon scale armor. Dragon's teeth, which you can wrap around kinda of like for one of those one of those Aztec looking axe swords. Yeah, pickaxes, great for miners. That look pretty cool. That's that's a really cool idea. Like miners who can like who, the, the stone is so old and hard, you can only use dragon's tooth. Pickaxes. Yeah, like that's such a cool idea. That's that's what I want out of a game that does that. <sighs> like where you're hunting the the mon- you're hunting the monster, not mm. because it's terrorizing a town. No, because it's worth not money. because it's yeah, not because it's you know bad got loot. Yeah. You're hunting it for the monster. Right, okay. And then you're using its bits. That's interesting. 
And I just think that would be so much fun. So I think that it would be interesting to see a game where you could have the different, like the changing effects of monsters that you kill reflect on the world around you. So by bringing like, in like like the ecosystem and yeah, like the ecosystem or like or like now now the dragon no, no longer threatening the countryside, uh, we can have factories that are built. We 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 can, we can have things that are built to um to help to help build the town. Oh, that'd, that'd be kind of cool, like a like like a like a like a darkest dungeon. Yeah, is that the one? And also, you've got the the ability of like now that you've got those fire glands, those will power a factory for the next ten years. Someone must have written this already. They have to have done. I've not seen it though. That might be because I've read that book. But like, so, so it's a tabletop game. It's a frontier-style environment, and you're going out there and you're finding these mythical beasts of yore. It's a bit like Princess Mononoke, right? So like, now you can kill this shit because you've got guns or you've got you've got the like, iron working. Yeah, I mean, you could go magical with it as well if you wanted to. Uh, sure, sure. Um, I imagine like Dishonored might well do that a little bit as well. Yeah. But you've got um, just just get away from that from the whole dishonored thing because it's very hard to have any sort of setting on a boat. <laughs> yes. Like, like what, what 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 does it look like? Well, there's some water, and there's three rooms. There's the same boat from the last scene, and there's a whale somewhere. I think that having that having that um, situation where you've got a frontier town, and you've got to go out and like so so you start off and you've got goblins, and also like no, none of the monsters are intelligent, none of them are building societies. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the goblins are like, like rat level intelligence, maybe maybe slightly smarter, and the pack animals. Yeah, but but the the great thing about goblins is they uh, they float in water because they have gas bladders. <laughs> they have gas bladders in their bodies, which let them fill up and like float along the surface of water. Uh, so they're like horrible marsh mud goblins, and, and then and then like they'll all swarm out and grab you, and so you have to go out and hunt those goblins for those gas bladders, which lets you build rafts. Yep. And again, we've got like and like the, the dragons are the absolute motherload because at that point you can get armor for, armor for you know um, from the dragon scales for you or for your elite soldiers. You've got pickaxes, you've got flamethrowers, you've got um, dragon dragon talon claws um, like swords. That sounds like so much fun and like su- such mm-hmm. an, such an exciting world to explore as well because like the whole world's built around the fact that you've got these. I'm envisaging something a bit like a Shadow of the Colossus. So you've got these Titan motherfuckers, these well, huge that's, that's ancient thing. things. You've got you've actually got one above the dragons. Mm. You've got a Tarasque. Yeah, and, actually, and then at which point, when you kill it, you've just founded a new city. Have you read Salt in Wounds? No, that's a tabletop setting based on that idea. Cool. They bout uh, it's uh, wizards bind a Tarasque and then build a city on top of it. All oh, right, no, I'm thinking like in its carapace. Oh, okay, because you can't kill like, a Tarasque. Well, in this you can, but like right. that that thing of killing something that colossal. Yeah, and I, I, um, I like the feeding idea. the world with it. That there's only one of it. Yeah. So once you kill it, there's no more of it. But you can, if, yep. if you kill it, you did that. Well done, you. Yeah, you, you, there are statues of you in inside the Tarasque. I probably just run that new, in the new capital. Probably just run that in D twenty. Yeah, you could, I mean, stick it in Pathfinder, stick it in whatever. Fifth Ed, run that in Fifth Ed. Thirteenth Age would handle it quite nicely. I do like Thirteenth Age; it's the best T twenty system. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah, my God, that'd be awesome in Thirteenth Age. And just change the icons to um, like reputation with city states. Yeah, that's interesting. So you've got like your hometown 
relationship icon. Yeah. And how they affect what's going on. And you've got. And you like, can get more dice with another town. And like the druids who are trying to keep the monsters alive. Yeah. Because they view it part of the ecosystem. Yeah, you should run that. Fuck your dishonored idea, Ben. It's <laughs> terrible. Go for this. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Doesn't it? Might run that. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> well, I know what we're doing next. Researching to see if anybody else has written it, and if not, write it. Is that all of the? Is that all the contributions we've had? I think it is for that for that one question. Yeah, which I'm happy about. I think I think we got we got, we got some we got some fine grist. There were there were a couple of others. Oh yeah. There's Spelunky, Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom, and Stardew Valley. Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, which is from GM Jeff Stormer, who sent that in. That it's a funny idea. I'm just not sure how how on earth it would become a tabletop. I mean, they, they, fuck, they were at a Street Fighter game, didn't they? Yeah, just that. But we um, we're spawning. No, Venom, not spawning. <laughs> I think I think it works best as a card game. That would be quite good fun as a card game, especially like if you can have decks for each of the characters, and then like I mean, can, and you can team up and do that. Yeah, there is a uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom did a versus game. Oh yeah, we um, in the versus well, system. We used um, same as the Penny, Penny Arcade. Arcade. Yes. Yeah. I think I played right as Ryu once. Yeah, there's one of those for it, um, and I think that that's actually the best way of handling one-on-one fights, mm. where you're playing blocks and cancelling blocks and running it that way rather than trying to replicate it in dice rolls mm. I think the only other way would be to, to Riddle of Steel I'd be Could... interested to see a um, a game where you play the weird people who hang out in the back of those fights and do the same arm movements over and over yeah just the, the playing the military base that got Fox over yeah like well I mean like, they all look like his mates because yeah, yeah. It's, it's, or, it's an air force base so I, I presume or playing, yeah. playing that Volvo Ryan, Ryu beats up <laughs> Like how did that get there? What 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 life events happened to that Volvo? You roll to soak. to cause Ryu to be incredibly angry at it. That's I kind of like the idea of like an international fighting championship. It's ah well, so we we have brought together the greatest fighters in the world to, to prove their prowess. And you're so good at fighting, you can channel the mystical powers of the ancients and to throw fireballs and to maybe even fly a little bit. However, destroy this car with your feet. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I, didn't, fr- I didn't didn't quite hear that. Destroy this Volvo with your feet for my pleasure. Okay. Sure. For sure. the for the thrilling second round, we're taking you to the basement of a pub, where we will roll barrels at you, Charlie. <laughs> I've forgotten about won't, that. Won't that won't that won't that shorten the supply? Yes, but you will score points. I got the idea to, from a game I was end? playing called Donkey Kong. The monkey was angry. I've appreciated his moxie. I've put a monkey upstairs in the pub. <laughs> We've bought the pub and installed him as publican. Did you ever play Two Crude Dudes? No. There's a game in between levels. But they sound they sound so crude. They were really crude and quite doodly. And mm. the, the, the the in between levels game you had to do you had to really fuck up a coke machine. <laughs> <laughs> to really kick the shit out of it until it broke. That's such a scale down, isn't it? It's. I think. Uh, I think like I could maybe damage a coke machine. Given time, I'd put. I'd, I mean, I'd push it over. You know that sort of thing. Roll it around. Yeah, fuck you. I'd not much I could do to a car unless you let me take the handbrake off and push it down a hill. Yeah, well, you could have the windows out and the lights. Uh yeah. I, I suppose I could. I, like, I could use my shoes or like wrap, wrap my jumper around my elbow and try and break the windows. You could jump on it and dent it, but you're not. 
You're not kicking the engine block out. No, no, I'm probably not doing that. No, <laughs> it's a very slim chance. Stardew Valley is already a role-playing game. Yeah, just a single-player role-playing game. It's a beautiful game. Have you played it? I've played a little bit of it. It's lovely. I'm, I'm not interested got, in playing got, it at all. I got all. bored very quickly. It's not for us. No. Um, it's for it's for people who don't demand immediate jumping sideways, firing two guns in different directions. Yeah, which is sadly lacking. Mm. Yeah, Although to... I, do, I, I do enjoy a good fish. Do you? I do like games like MMOs where there's fishing in it. Why do you think that is? Because I'm a very boring human being. I don't want to um, say so. <laughs> No, but I like I like the kind of zen of it where you're just mm. sitting there, generally watching a film. Yeah, just, just catching yeah, some just, fish just in a nice environment. Yeah. I, I always like fishing in Zelda in the um, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I found that it's genuinely that quite quite not calming because it's quite an exciting thing to do because you have to try get, get, get the thing. But it was like in in a game where you're playing a, from what I can tell, a teenager, a preteen, then a teenager trying to assassinate a giant pigment. It yep. was nice to just... Pig ch- King? Pig King, sorry. Like, he's clearly royalty. Yeah, he's at least a baron, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a duchy. Yeah. Oh, he'd have a barony. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's a duke. Yeah, that's you true. Know his title. I don't... I think I think it's actually King Ganon in Ocarina of Time, isn't it? I don't know. I don't like I think, I think he's got a crown, and like, he's got ginger hair, and then he becomes a big pigman. Yeah. No, I've, I've tried to play no less than, like, four Zelda games. Yeah. And I've never gone past two hours. They're not, um... They're, yeah. So boring. They're quite boring. <sighs> well, that's Spelunky, then. <laughs> how about a game where... That's such high energy. Uh, uh, how, about, how, about, how about we... Yeah. we just, how about we just... I just don't like Spelunky and everyone's raving about it. How about we write a game where you use um, modified D&D rules, but every time you roll five or less, I get to set your character sheet on fire, you have to start again. That sounds fair. Yeah? And the game becomes around not rolling the dice as often as possible. <laughs> oh, it's the same thing of, like, play the noble... Stay at home. Play the fellow that <laughs> buys all the gems. What if we wrote a game about you have to operate in inns and send adventurers on quests? Like, like kind of like Papers, Please, but... Yeah, Papers, Please, but for, but for groups of, of murderous idiots. Yeah, and you're trying to get them through. You're trying to get them out of town so they don't fuck up stuff. Well, here's... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of goblins just over the mountains. Go and find them. There's none there. I just don't want them in my tavern. You've got a few tactics which I like. So, like one, you've got actually what you're doing is you're is, is you are a um, you're a patron. Um, you have a lot of investments in 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 local um, business and industry, and you want to, you actually want to keep it safe. Uh, yep. You can't rely on the local police force. So what you do is you privately fund independently organised groups of problem solvers who go and duff things up and take their things. That's the most obvious one. Second Solid. one. You're trying to keep adventurers out of your town, so you send them on thankless errands, possibly funding goblins to create, to create arming goblins, arming, arming <laughs> goblins, a la the CIA with South American insurrections. <laughs> it was when the adventurers get to the goblin camp and they're both using the same swords. That's quite a good idea. But at that point, all you're doing is attempting to stimulate the economy by having adventurers come and spend money, but also attempting to keep adventurers out of your town and in surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, 
when they're when they're poor or itinerant. And thirdly, is you work for the goblins. Yeah, you work for a dark lord, and it's 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 your it's it's your mission to go around individual inns and get people to go off to their deaths. But there's because like this dark lord is fairly cheap, so it's all done on a um on a self-employed basis. Oh yeah, there's there's no contract work. There's no contract work, and also there's probably about ten of you operating in the local area, so you yep. can't like if you saturate the market. You're going to get spotted, and that's a shame. If the people in the inn find out that, in fact, you're sending adventurers to their deaths, you're going to get spotted. If the adventurers find out and don't die, you're going to get killed. So it's about operating a very fine balance and possibly having it so if the adventurers find out... If the adventurers find out that it's really hard and they're supposed to die, you have to be like, oh, how difficult, what a shame. Here, take these healing potions. And, of course, that's just Sprite. Yeah. But then you're going to get the wonderful campfire tales when when all of the... He organizes your yeah, agents. That's a good word for it. Get 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 around the campfire. Like you know what happened to Dave last week? What <laughs> what? He does the fainting routine. You right. know, cover the rain, lightning, slams open the door of the tavern, falls inside unconscious. Right, right. He does that bit. Oh no, there's goblins attacking. Right, right. Yeah, stand up. as he falls. Uh-huh. As he falls, right. falls on John, who has just done the same routine. Oh no. Oh, I was laughing. I was laughing. I was sitting in the corner in you know the booth at the back that's covered in shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just standard. I was sitting it? there yeah. ready to put my flyers for Adventurers Wanted. <laughs> that lot happens. Priceless. <laughs> that's worth it alone. I'd l- I really like the idea of like of, of having to. I think that that's a card game or a board game where you're running the adventuring yeah. industry for an evil overlord. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like reverse dungeon, but yeah, it's, 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 than... it's like it's, it's like dungeon keeper, but more proactive. <laughs> yeah, but you're playing the above ground bit. Mm. No, I'm down with that. There's something fun there, right? I think I that's enough. Think that that is all. Well, that's all of our that's all, all of our, our questions. It's all, it's all 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 the games we've had to design this week. And gosh, it's been a hard week. I think I've owed myself another cup of coffee. <laughs> another gin. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll return to a uh, to a more standard format, and we'll be able to answer your your role playing queries uh, next yes, next queries next week rather than suggestions. Pendragon Tony Hawks. If you like what you've heard, feel uh, please feel free to rate and review us on iTunes, or get in touch and tell us that you like the podcast because we really like that, or tell a friend about it, or just be nice. You know, be nice about it. be nice about it and to us. We like that. If you don't or like do the some po- lovely fan art, which we've yeah, had. we've had some fan art. We had um, a lion with uh, Michael Fassbender's face on it from uh, from my friend Harry, um, which uh, is just tops. Full of it. It was so erotic <laughs> that I felt uncomfortable sharing it, but. That's cool. You know, that's cool. Share it, you did. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, what a hunk. What a big, <laughs> hairy hunk. I uh, I can be reached on Twitter at GSHowitt. That's G-S-H-O-W-I-T-T. And Chris can be reached at... The Madigan, double D, one G. If, if you have any questions, we're going to stick the link up to the Google form um, again somewhere on the website or somewhere on, on, in, the, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, please get in touch and drop us some questions because we'd love it when you write in. And we have a lot of fun recording these. I uh, don't know whether you can notice that, but... It um, is genuinely entertaining. This is, this is, it's lovely for me, and it allows us to slack off from the thing we have instead of a job. Yeah. <laughs> Where we write you RPG games. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next week on Hearty Dice, friends. Goodbye! Bye!